0: Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts with John Stephenson. John understands the importance of being prepared. Through rain, rocks and snow, he has seen it all and survived. He has seen major disasters like Mount St. Helens and how vehicles were stopped in the street from the volcanic ash, earthquakes too, including the Loma Prieta earthquake, which felt like it wouldn't stop shaking. People were without electricity and could not hardly buy groceries or gasoline. The homeless lit bonfires in the streets. The Bay Bridge and other freeways
1: were broken. God only knows what will be next. Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts by John Stephenson. We invite Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to guide us as we examine how our preparations can be used to preserve the life of ourself, our family, and others. Our last discussion, we touched on a nuclear explosion. And that makes me think of Albert Einstein, who said, I don't know what World War III will be fought with, but World War Four will be fought with rocks and sticks. Well, that's interesting. Who knows what will happen and if any such thing will occur. But we know that mankind and on this earth has a history of wars. So back to the primitive situation, it makes me think of Ishi. Ishi, the last naturally surviving traditional American Indian in California. He had a trauma in his life when his mother and his sister had r- quite recently died. This was back in the early 20th century. He then collided with railroad men and he came to know the European culture in San Francisco where he lived And after about 20 years, he died there. So my point is that for any lone survivalist type out there, Ishi did not want to live alone. And after his family died from natural causes, he just lost a certain vigor in his life. He didn't seem to have the same energy to, for instance, grind the acorns for his food, even though... He was in the late summer when he was um, interacting with civilization and he was hungry. He was hungry and he was depressed and it wasn't hunger so much that drove him out maybe, maybe, than than having the depression of having the people he loved die. But I want you to know that what would we do if we were in that state of just primitiveness of, well, at that point of the year, a typical food for Ishi would have been acorn flour. And if you are a, quote, survivalist, well, you'll want to know how to make acorn flour. (laughs) And I invite you to do so. So this is what I want to tell you about acorn flour. You can make mush with it, or you can make bread with it. So it has to be when the acorns are ripe, that you harvest them in the late summer. And after you harvest, get them all gathered, you shell them, and you leave them in a basket in the stream for three or four days and let the water run through them. Another alternative to this is you can place your acorns in a jar, and then you change your water daily in that jar for about a week. And this gets the bitterness out of the acorns. You definitely need to do that. <laughs> They're pretty bitter. And after, after you have uh, got, got the water to go through the acorns, then you dry them in an oven or in the sun. If it is in an oven, you have to keep the temperature under 150 degrees because you need to keep the starches stable and consistent. After that, you grind them, and then you eat them in bread or porridge. So you might also gather berries at that time because they would be ripe in the fall. So this kind of a lifestyle is not easy. So save yourself the effort and store your food now while it is plentiful. Worldwide, historically, people groups have been killed or died by starvation. And you don't want to starve. The old Russian leader Stalin said, if 100 people die, It's a tragedy. If a million people die, it's a statistic. So you just remember to get some food. Start your preparations now before there's an urgent need and what you want is hard to find. Remember to give thanks to God for the blessings that you do have.
0: Your letters with questions or donations are important. John Stephenson, P.O. Box 7222, Chico, California, 95927. Email prepareforgod at usa.com or call 628 Thank you for listening to Preparedness Thoughts on KKXX.
2: Oh, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art.
3: Welcome to Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is the program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness, where the uncompromised Word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. For God has called us to stand for truth, and having done all to stand, we will stand. It's time to fight the good fight of faith to preserve our country, our families, fortunes, and sacred honor, to protect our property, our schools, and yes, maybe even salvage some of our churches. America, we have a trail to blaze. It's time to saddle up, it's time to ride. Now, here is your host of Red Sky Radio, Rob Walter. Well, hello, America, and welcome to Red Sky Radio and the Red Sky Radio Ranch where we ride hard for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you all. Hang on. This is a power-packed program. We have so much to fit in. But before we do that, let me just remind you, uh, RedSkyRadio.net, RedSkyRadio.net, that's where you can go. Hear this program and a couple of their more recent programs are right there on the home page. Uh, if you want to tell somebody about this program or go listen to this particular program, or just send them to their webpage. They can pick it up there. If you want to write to me, I am at info at net with any comments, uh, uh, c- criticisms, uh, contributions. We do take contributions. Red Sky Radio. Uh, yes, we do. This program is, uh, let's just, how, how is this? program uh, maintained. It is about 80% my after-tax dollars after I go out and earn it, and about 20% that is supplied by uh, listeners who support this program, who love this program, and I thank you so much for that support, because frankly, that 20 to 25% is critical. It's the difference between being on uh, the stations around and maybe being on only a couple. Anyway, God bless you folks, but anyway, we promise to start with good news. Today I'm going to end with um, let me call it inspirational news and it's not my inspiration. It's something that I was inspired by that I want to pass on to you uh, but but we're going to start with good news here and this is an interesting kind of piece of good news and in a, in a sort even though a sort it's, it's, it's sad even though it's good, it's still sad because it shows you what has is normal today. Um, I'm sorry. What used to be normal is not normal today, and it, it was this a video of a New Orleans Saints New York Giants football game that happened this last week, and uh, in this thing there was a fellow who was a New York fans New York Giants fan uh, who was disabled, and uh, he's he's got crutches of some sort. I don't know what the disability is. But the National Anthem was playing, and he couldn't get up. And a New Orleans Saints fan came over and helped the Giants fan get up so he could stand for the National Anthem. Now, you might say, no big deal. Well, do you know what? It really shouldn't be a big deal. But this is where we are today when something that should be normal is considered an extraordinary act of human kindness, so great that it goes viral on the Internet. That's where we are, folks. We're so lacking in civility that when something as... would as, uh, should be normal to go help a person who's struggling with somebody or something, I mean something, to go help them, and that becomes news because we are so hungry... We are so starved for things that are good and things that are righteous. We pick up on those smallest things and shoot them around and think that humanity is somehow being saved because a New Orleans Saints fan helped a New, new York Giants fan who was disabled stand up for the National Anthem. I mean, it's, it's good news that there are still a few of those things, but it's sad news that that has become considered an unusual act of kindness. Now, this guy, Mr. Jordy Brower, I think is his name, who went to New York, I think, to see his mother. He was a New Orleans Saints fan. He saw uh, this guy in front of him who was trying to stand up. He said, hey, you know, he said, I honestly didn't think anything of it. He needed help standing. I had the ability, so I helped him stand up. I would hope that anyone would do that for me. And then he jokingly said, even if he was a Falcons fan. And, of course, he's joking about that, but this is the point. You've heard me talk almost mercilessly about Democrats, have you not? And you're going to hear more today. But if there was an elderly lady, if there's anybody, if there's a Democrat, and I knew the person was a Democrat, needed help, they'd fallen in the parking lot, an old lady wanting to cross the street, somebody dropped their groceries, and I don't care whether it was a pro-Clinton, pro-Obama shirt they had on, folks, I would help them. This is just part of being... Uh, In the human race, there's certain levels of civility that have to be maintained, regardless of what you think of somebody else's political beliefs. But this is where we are. I mean, I know I've called this good news because it's all that I can really dig up today. This guy didn't want to be caught sitting for the national anthem. Now, of course, he couldn't kneel, he was physically disabled, so it wasn't going to be any kneeling up in the stands, but sitting would sort of be the fan equivalent, which I think is despicable if you could get up and you don't for the national anthem. But I want to add this little tidbit here at the end. While preparing for this program and deciding to pull this little otherwise meaningless story out, I realized why I had this story you know, kind of in my brain, because I have finally figured out how to bring all kneelers, all NFL kneelers, all overpaid, whining, crybaby kneelers, and they're protesting to an end. This is surefire, folks. This is the absolute way to bring it to an end. No, it doesn't come with an edict from uh, Donald Trump. No it doesn't come from the NFL commissioner what's his face the overpaid guy who gets 50 million a year for whatever. Uh it doesn't come from him trying to make a rule which he doesn't have the guts to make anyway. No it doesn't come from that. No it comes actually temporarily from more kneeling and protesting. But it comes from people who when they're asked why they are kneeling They are kneeling and protesting the slaughter of 62 million innocent, unborn lives in the womb. And they are protesting homosexual sodomy of young boys. You got it. Let a few more protest, but let their mouthpiece be they're protesting this unstopped sodomization of young boys by homosexuals which is how well over 50% of male homosexuals become homosexual. They got sodomized as a kid. And those who protest the execution of 62... Folks, it's it's far more important in both cases than a few random cases of police abuse, which, of course, they never include abuse of white people, but nonetheless, whatever, police abuse is actually very, very rare. But if that's all the mainstream media shows, it's going to look like that's all there is. No, let them protest abortion and homosexual sodomy of young boys. And then we'll see the kneeling stop because the message has now gotten totally confused. Nobody knows what the kneeling is about anymore and it's it will be all done. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a God thing. Okay. Okay. Next, in some states, you're coming up upon absentee ballot time. I will tell you, and we'll get into this more a little later, I'll get into it as much as much time as I have to, to, to devote to it, but there are some races that are critical. California is a lost cause. I'll tell you, it's trash looking for a dumpster to get thrown into. I'm sorry, I, you know, I really shouldn't say that. I don't want to pronounce a curse on the state. I was trying to reflect reality, which you will hear a little later on, something why we are where we are. But there are states that are good states, like Arizona, that have been towing the line, that need to continue to hold toe the line, like it says in the book of Revelation, this particular that passage applies to Arizona and another critical state, and that's the state of Nevada. A state that was proudly red, turned purple, went blue with the influx of too many Democrats from California. Entered and ruined, I didn't say they ruined the state. The state is still worth fighting for. As it says in the book of Revelation, strengthen, strengthen the things that remain. Find the things that are good and strengthen them. Find the things that are righteous and wholesome and support them. And to that end, if you're getting ready to cast your vote in Nevada, there's three names you got to take down because I don't care whether you're Democrat or Republican. Independent, whether you are, I don't care. As I've said, you don't have to vote Republican to increase your intelligence. You only have to not vote Democrat to increase your intelligence level by at least 15 points. But these are three you need to write down, take them down, and put them down. Danny Tarkanian for uh, U.S. Congress, Dean Heller for the U.S. Senate, and Adam Laxalt for Nevada Governor. Tarkanian Heller, Laxalt, Tarkanian Heller, T-H-L, remember that, okay? Um, Now, you probably wondered why I backed off from the Kavanaugh matter last week. I hit it hard two weeks ago. Last week, I didn't. Our program is done, it airs uh, in Arizona a number of places on Wednesdays. The hearings, of course, were Thursday and Friday. People were glued to that. Uh, and as it turns out, what I would have said on Wednesday was not, would not have been timely. But I also felt led to pull back from it because it was so intensely covered by every news media Democrats still spewing out lies, hyperbole, just the stuff that's, you know, everyday fare for the Democrats. But I've got to today. I, I, th- this is a case where, like, David, rushing... No, don't... Wait a second. got to back up here. Don't think I'm considering myself King David of the Old Testament. But in a manner similar, because he motivates me a lot, he still does his words did he not rush into the scene where the, the field where Goliath was and he goes around stating, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? There is time you have to stand up. And hang on to the end of the program because I'm going you're, you're going to hear something. Well, you need to hear it. If I didn't think you didn't need to hear it, I wouldn't say it. But I have to tell you, and this is a little bit of a confession, I sometimes look for the opportunity And that's my problem. I've been looking for the opportunity. I haven't had the legitimate opportunity, which means I'm not looking for it, but the situation arises naturally in the course of events, whereby I say to somebody who is opposing all that God has said, all that the people of God do, all that people that are righteous and wholesome, or at least attempting to do their very best to carry on a civilized world, to say to that person, Who are you? you uncircumcised Philistine who dares to defy the armies of the living God. No, I haven't had that chance to say that. But now we're going to talk about Kavanaugh because there is a time when people are scolded, people are harangued, people, there's such incredible injustice. I can see why Ashley Kavanaugh has been resorting to the Psalms because there were many times and David reflects the anguish that she is asking God, why, why have, why have I been called out for this injustice? Why have I am taking it from all sides? Yes, I haven't done right, but I've confessed those sins. Why are these people after me, God? Would you not deliver justice on the scene? Do you know when the when when conservative people, God fearing people are attacked? Do we here ever say, justice delayed is justice denied? No, the left reserves that for itself. Because any conservative is fair game. There's an open season, 12 months a year, and you don't even need a deer tag to shoot Republicans. Ask ask Steve Scalise. So, here we are. Brett Kavanaugh, you're going to hear some things that you've heard a little bit about him. But my take on these particular things is they have come up in defense of a man who's a godly man. I don't, Do not I not care what he did 35 years ago? Yeah, I, I do care. Some. Just like I care what I did 45 years ago in my frat house. More on that when we return. Hi, this is Rob Waller, And I want you to know that we have officially moved our real estate services to Arizona. We focus on helping people with the sale or purchase of their commercial or an investment real estate. And in addition, I bring 30 years of my California legal and tax experience to the table to help support those new clients with the intricacies of buying and selling of their commercial and investment real estate. Contact me, Rob Walter, at info at redskyradio.net. You will not find us on Facebook. No, not now, not ever. Contact me, Rob Walter, at info at redskyradio.net. We are back this is Rob Wolder, Red the redskyradio.net okay says in the book of Isaiah, God, restore us the judges as at the first. In other words, give us judges like we used to have. And in Brett Kavanaugh, you've got one. Now, I realize this morning, this is Wednesday morning, we got 500 law professors that have come out and say that he that Brett Kavanaugh does not have the judicial temperament to be uh, a judge. Now, this is what I was concerned about with the delay, with the the FBI investigation. We're going to get into that more a little bit later. These are 500 law professors, most of them leftist, left of Fidel Castro, who are just training up another body of yin-yang lawyers, and I am a lawyer, but I'm not a yin-yang. Trust me, I'm not. In fact, a fellow told me the other day, he said, my gosh, this guy's probably 65 years old. We chatted for a while. He asked me what I did. I told him I'm an attorney. He said, oh, my gosh, he said, I, normally I wouldn't have any interest in talking to you. You're, you're only the second lawyer. I have ever met in my life who's got a brain who thinks conservatively because he knows what's right, is right, and the wrong is wrong, and the right is right, and the left is wrong. He didn't say that. Those are my words. But that's what he said. You're only a second lawyer. He says, it's a good thing you didn't tell me that when we started the conversation. We probably wouldn't have finished because I'm tired of wasting my time on lawyers. 500 lawyers say that Brett Kavanaugh does not have the judicial temperament. Law, uh, law professors, folks, these are 500 law professors who have never met Brett Kavanaugh. They don't know, Jack, Squat, Diddley, what they're talking about. They're just out there making, they're joining their prostitutes on the other gender side in most cases, because most of these are males who exist. They're just, they're saying because he got angry, because he finally got angry in the hearings that he somehow doesn't have the temperament. I don't know if I'm going to get to everything I got to say about Anita Hill today because I know Anita Hill. I had her for multiple law classes. I had it out with Anita Hill in her private office quarters in law school over a major issue. I know what she's about, how she thinks, and she came out saying this is just an this man is anger. bothers me. Let me ask you something if some if you sat there in front on a in, a, in front of a, a jury or not a jury a panel and you had multiple demoncrats just chew and pick at you from all over the place and you've got them leaking stuff which is nothing to leak because it isn't true but it's lies after lie, after lie, they could, you couldn't, you, there, have no, there there have is no search for the truth, as Kavanaugh said. This is not an advice and consent role. It's a search and destroy mission by you and your prostitutes and the media. He didn't use that word. After a while, what person doesn't get angry? I got to tell you, the person has something wrong if after all of that, you don't get angry. One person didn't get angry. I was about the only person I ever known that was Jesus before the Sanhedrin because he could not speak without exonerating himself. No matter what he said, he was the power of his word was he was going to exonerate himself and he had to get to the cross and you can't get to the cross by exonerating yourself. He's the only one, the only one ever. Now, I've used this analogy before, but I'm going to use it again because it is so fitting. This is, the, this is where the left comes from. The left sits there and uses you on the right as a punching bag. They throw lies, accusations, innuendo, hyperbole, make it up, lie, cheat, steal. In other words, it's just simply in the Democrat DNA. They do all that, and they do that without you, and you maintain yourself, and finally, 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 when the, and folks, this isn't anger. This is righteous indignation. The Bible even says there's a time to be angry. and a time not to be angry, but there's a time to be angry. You start molesting little kids and teach them queer, queer garbage in school to first and second graders, I get angry. In fact, something is wrong with me if I don't get angry at that degree and depth of demonic, democratic, democratic behavior. It isn't people on the right that are doing that garbage. So there's a time to be angry. But so you're sitting there and you are a punching bag time after time after time after these lies go up and people are just publishing whatever they want to publish, no constraint by the truth, because Democrats have never been constrained by the truth. They don't know the truth. If they knew the truth, they wouldn't be Democrats says that Satan is the father of lies. Well, if you're the father, who are your children? Well, look at the Democrat Party. Those are the liars. But if you sit there, taking it hour after hour, no matter where you turn, and after getting punched in the face, rhetorically speaking here, or m- metaphorically speaking, I mean, You get punched in the face 15 times and finally you had enough being beaten up and you decide to defend yourself and you throw a punch. And now you get charged with assault and battery. You! So i got to tell you, you know what the wrong judicial temperament would be? To sit there and just take it forever and never defend yourself when defending yourself means that you are attempting to put a stop to the lies and all the hyperbolic, unhinged, demagogic pandering by the left. That's, that is the right response. But see, these 500 law professors who, wouldn't, who, bef- who two months ago did not know how to spell Kavanaugh, they would have spelled it with a C because they don't know him, have said he doesn't have a temperament because he, he got angry my gosh okay just out last night Christine Blasey Ford's ex-boyfriend of six years six years he lived with his hag sorry folks I don't. I was not won over by this woman's testimony because I know she'd been coached. She ne- that's why she lied about not being able to wanting to fly and testifying on Monday because she hadn't been prepared. She hadn't been coached. She hadn't been seasoned. She hadn't been salted. She hadn't been marinated by Democrat psychologists who were showing her how to do this, fake that, and everything else. Yes, she looked real, but when you come out and you see that she's faked it. Because we got lie after lie after lie after lie from this woman, starting with the lie that she was afraid of flying. So why isn't that called out? I mean, if she lies about that, why isn't everything she says about Kavanaugh suspect? I'll tell you why. Because if you're on the left, an accusation equals proof. That's all the deeper it goes. If you're on the left and you're accusing something, an accusation equals proof. If you're on the right like you're trying to get an investigation of Keith Ellison who in a, a very documentable sexual assault allegation, but he's a Democrat up in Minnesota because the charges made by uh, a Republican now it somehow is racist because he's Islamic. it's islamophobic. <clears throat> so blazy babies boyfriend comes out ex-boyfriend and said, well, here's where she lied. First of all, she testified under oath that she had never in her life ever helped anyone prepare for a polygraph examination. So now, now get this. She's in the, she says she's never helped prepare anybody for a polygraph examination, but the boyfriend, whose name he is not... I mean, anybody can find it out, I guess. Can find out who's who shacked up with her for six or seven years. But he said that that's an absolute lie. She herself talked to him about helping people prepare for a polygraph examination. So let me just ask the basic question. If she is out helping people prepare for a polygraph examination, don't you think she knows about how to take a polygraph examination? In other words, how to pass one even though you're lying? That's why she needed the four days, folks. She needed to brush up on her own notes about how to pass a polygraph examination, even, throw your lie, even though you're lying through every orifice of your body. He said that she had, he said, she's got no fear of flying. She flew everywhere. She's a liar. She lies. She, said she, she she had no problem living in a small apartment. She contended that her memories of Kavanaugh uh, prompted her to feel unsafe in any living quarters that did not have a second door. Those are her words. Lie, 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 and damnable lies. What does her boyfriend say? This is ridiculous. We lived for six years together in an apartment where we only had one door. She never mentioned the fear, never expressed the anxiety, until she had four days of intensive coaching by other demoncrats how to smear an honest, God-fearing, righteous man. I don't care what he did in the past. If his life changed somewhere, and maybe that's a Kavanaugh mistake, maybe say, hey, hey you know, I used to do some of this stuff, but if, it, if the case is just drinking a lot of beers, well, join the frat club. That's kind of, I'm not saying that should be normal, but it is normal. And it doesn't mean that you get away with anything that's a consequence of having too many beers. But let I, I've got to tell you. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to cover that later. i got—I got to hold off on that. So along with that, he just also happened to say that Ford was unfaithful to him. Apparently she slept with other guys, used his credit card without her permission, racked up over $600 in bills that she bought against his credit card. So we know she's a liar. So anyway... The Judicial Committee says, look, you you contend that a long time ago you turned over these things to your therapist. Well, the judicial, uh, Judiciary Committee is saying, turn this stuff over to us. Turn over your therapist notes. Therapist, you turn over those things. No, that's confidential. That's confidential. No, folks, I'm going to teach you a little bit of law today. For those of you who aren't lawyers, you don't get to bring up something that's confidential to only support your side without exposing... This is important, without exposing the entirety of what you have brought up. In other words, you don't get to remain and keep confidential. Only that part of something you want to keep confidential if you yourself have breached and broached, broached and breached, I guess it's the right way to say it, the confidentiality of it. Look, there's an attorney-client privilege. I know it well. I don't get to say anything about my client. But if my client comes out and starts bad-mouthing me because of what I said, attorney-client privilege is over. The person doesn't get to slander me, libel, defame me, and then I'm tied and bound by a confidentiality privilege when that client has broken the privilege themselves. The privilege is theirs, but they don't get to speak about it and say what they want and throw up a deflector shield and say, no, no, I get to say what I want, but it's confidential. I don't have to reveal all of what happened. What a gutless, shameless hag of a liar this woman is. <clears throat> Where do we go from here? Well, I know we got a break coming up here. But all these uncorroborated allegations, Deborah Ramirez, Julie Swetnick, they're all going down. I mean, they, they can't hold up. They wouldn't know the truth. They wouldn't wouldn't recognize a Bible in a Christian bookstore, for starters, but they don't know the truth. They're just just—they're just after him, because why? Has George Soros paid these people under the table, probably because the 11 or 12 people that attacked Trump before the election, he said, look, I'm going to sue your sorry butts after this thing's over. They all disappeared. Why? Because while they got paid to say that, they weren't getting money for their defense for a libel and defamation suit by Trump. Pretty simple, isn't it? These, lot, these dots are easy to, to connect. Rob Waller, don't go away. Man, we're half over, but we just got started. We'll be right back. Red Sky Radio is looking for the few, the proud, and the brave to sponsor portions of this program. There has never been a better time to advertise on Red Sky Radio. We've recently launched in Arizona, and the response has been outstanding. Arizona and Las Vegas need this program, and we will do everything we can To help your business grow in a rapidly expanding market of incredibly loyal listeners. So if you're in Las Vegas or the greater Phoenix area, contact us at info at redskyradio.net and find out what Red Sky Radio can do for your business. We are back. This is Rob Walder. You know what? I need these breaks every now and then because i got to take my blood pressure down. I don't think I have a blood pressure issue, but I'm trying not to create one where there wasn't one. I'm, but I'll tell you, this just gets me so worked up. I shouldn't. i, I got to tell you something. You know, on the days that I do this program, after I do the program, I don't watch the news. That particular day, I, I've got to find that balance. Something to do. Where's bowling when you need it? You know, I would be. I should go out and bowl a couple of games, even if I end up throwing them in a the gutter. Something to kind of balance. Well, anyway, that's beside the point here. Continuing on here, so the Democrats continue to focus their arguments on Kavanaugh's temperament. Well, I think his temperament is fabulous that he's restrained himself like he has, and he's gotten angry where any sensible, righteous person ought to get angry. I mean, look, somebody makes an, a false accusation about your son or your daughter. Don't you stand up and defend him? Would it not be appropriate to be angry when somebody falsely accuses your daughter of, let's say, sleeping around and she's 13 years old and that's an absolute, complete lie? Well, of course you would defend him. Of course you would get angry. There's something wrong with you if you don't. So they're claiming that uh, he lied under oath about references in his high school yearbook. i got to tell you folks, I can't remember diddly about what I wrote in my high school yearbook. I don't remember what I wrote to somebody else. If I looked at my high school yearbook, I'm not sure I would remember actually writing it, although I would recognize my own penmanship, penmanship loosely so-called, I might When I re, remember what people wrote about me, well, you know, if it was negative, yes, but if it was positive, probably not. He didn't put bad things about people in their yearbook. He just didn't do that. They're contending that uh, he, while well, Kavanaugh acknowledged sometimes having too many beers in high school and college, the Democrats are suggesting, suggesting that maybe he possibly, possibly lied by not going in further and admitting that he had blacked out. Well you know what? If he passed out or not, look, he's already admitted that he had too many beers. So what? Let's hear what these Democrats, these Democrats did, not only as high school seniors, not only as college students, not only as um as uh whatever lawyers or whatever they were in their earlier early career but how about at the Democratic National Convention 2 years ago when they got drunk on their butts how about when they uh, when like every democrat in Sacramento that's assaulting a female assistant all within the last 5 years let's talk about that you guys one of them even claimed that the, the level of stupidity here is beyond belief you know what there was that general who said stuck on stupid i want to tell you the Democrats are reflecting stupidity on steroids. It's a different SOS. Somebody, t- tell one of your Democrat friends if you got any, if you got any left, because once they find out you voted for Trump, they just fold up their tail and go there, and hold their nose and snort at you and everything else because you're you're part of the deplorables. Doggone, and I'm proud to be a deplorable. If being a deplorable means I'm being accused. By somebody I have so little respect for, as virtually every Democrat. But one of them even went so far as to say that he never had that. He, they claimed that he was lying. This is unbelievable, unbelievable. Claiming that that Kavanaugh was lying when he said that he had too many beers. I forgot the Democrat's name. I I, I can't remember. Wish I had it but that he had too many beers was a, was a lie, that he was attempting to diffuse the matter by suggesting that he admitted to something he really didn't do to try to put it at rest and just say, okay, hey, I had too many beers like a lot of kids in, high, in college. Then we get to over to the loser, Anita Hill. I told you earlier on, this woman I know fairly well, I haven't talked with her in eons since law school, But I know her very well from law school, had her in multiple classes, and had it out with her, in her chambers, if you will, in her office, because I could see a distinct political bent to Anita Hill's professorial attitude 30 years ago. 30, wait a minute, yeah, 30 years ago, almost 35 years ago. So she said about the, the hearing last week, K- uh, Kavanaugh was able to express a real anger and aggression as well as a lot of emotion. And uh, she said, went on to say no female Supreme Court candidate would ever have the license to express herself in that way. You know what? Anita Hill is just as dumb today as she was then. Now, some of you aren't going to like this, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But i got to explain something to you about Anita Hill. To this day, this is uncomfortable for me to say, but there's an award in law school called the American Jurisprudence Award. Short, AMJUR. Short for American Jurisprudence. The law school I graduated from Regent University, no student has ever gotten more AMJUR awards than I. I don't even remember how many I got, either 11 or 12. Folks, God blessed me in law school. I'm a man of average intelligence. My tests will prove that. My law school aptitude test came back. You're average. I took it again. It said you're still average. I took it a third time and it came back. Said, would you knock it off? You're still average. Okay, I'm average. I went to law school, God blessed, a lot of hard work. Graduated first in my law school class and still hold the record for the most American Jurisprudence awards at Regent University in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. I had Anita Hill for several classes. Several of the students came up to me and said, well, Rob, you're not going to get the American Jurisprudence award in, in Hill's class, which happened to be, I think was this one, the second one was commercial transactions. And I said, why is that? He said, because she doesn't know what she's talking about, and you know more about the subject than she does. You ought to be teaching it. I say that only to say, this woman, still to this day, does not know what she's talking about. Now, I want to also say, she's an extremely nice person. I never disliked Anita Hill. I liked her personally. I mean, yeah, we had it out, but as a person, I thought she was genuine, I really truly liked her and i told her that so i got a difference of opinion but it's not because i don't like you i think she was unqualified for teaching law school that's all I was saying i'm not i, I maybe if i said she was dumb i, I didn't mean that she and i got to retract that if i did say that but and i think i did but she was unqualified and she's also unqualified to make some of these statements so let me ask you um, well, she said. We goes on on to say here. Well, no, I got to go back to this. No sup- female Supreme Court candidate would ever have the license to express herself in that way. End quote. And you know why? Because no Supreme Court candidate who's female is or would be, or ever has been, whether it's Ginsburg, Ginsburg, who's a complete loser, whether it's Kagan, who's an absolute loser, whether it's Sotomayor, I'm sorry, all three women are losers. Are women losers? No. But all three women on the Supreme Court are losers. Because none of them ever were asked the kinds of questions. That Kavanaugh was. What did you put, Ms. Sotomayor? What did you put in your yearbook? And were you? How many times were you drunk on your butt? And how? And did you pass out? And you know what? When did you ever grab some guy by the whatever? When, what, were those kinds of questioning, which would have produced that kind of a response from my Sotomayor or Kagan, were those questions ever asked? No, they never got to the point where they ever would have been entitled. To have righteous indignation. Never got there. That's why Anita Hill can say this. And I got to say, this is sort of, it is uneducated of her to make this point, which because there has been, has there been a double standard? Yeah, there has been. Women have been treated as Supreme Court and other judicial nominees much nicer, much nicer than men. You say, well, men could get away with saying this. Well, you know what? Women aren't attacked the way that men are attacked either because men are considered fair game. With one exception, maybe that's Hillary Clinton because it's easy to attack her. I mean, look, Hillary Clinton is the wicked witch of the West. I mean, that's what it stood for on her website, right? www.hillary.com, her website the election. www didn't stand by World Wide Web. It stood for wicked witch of the West. And she is a witch. She was an easy person, but she's an exception. So Anita Hill goes on to say, we still have so far to go in terms of the power that he had and the license that he had to cry or to be angry. In other words, if you're a white male, you don't get to cry, you don't get to be angry, you don't get to display any human emotions. And why? Because the left apparently doesn't think that white males are human. You don't get a human emotion. And why not? Because you're not human. Is that what this is about? It's exactly what this is about. And I want to tell you, this demonic divisiveness between men and women, it's starting in the most convenient place because they throw race into it. But I want to tell every black male listening to me today, they're coming for you because you're male. There comes a point in time where it won't be a matter of just white male. It'll be down... and In fact, it already is. It's down to male privilege. That's right. I had the male privilege growing up of having to go to work for five cents an hour in my dad's lumberyard until I got promoted to the stinking coal business at age 12 for a quarter an hour. Yep, that's real white male privilege. Jeez, old Pete. Anyway, I just got to tell you, my black brothers, I said, hey, you know what? I, I, I think... I mean, you know, if you look at who's making the accusations, Anita Hill's a bit of an exception here, because this is not... The bulk of it, I mean, well, you take you take Cory Booker, who's pimping for the presidency, and you take Kamala Harris, who's prostituting for the presidency, and Anita Hill, who's only relevant because of the the whole Clarence Thomas fiasco, which was all about not letting a black... Articulate conservative male become a I, uh, a national role model and thereby eliminate Jesse Jackson and L. Sharpton from being the race baiters who keep blacks on the plantation. Sorry, that's the way it was. That's why they they went after him so hard. But I got to tell you, my black brothers, uh, I don't. I'm not saying the black sisters are coming after. I'm just saying the left is coming after you. Because it's not going to be enough at some point. I will guarantee you, look at Clarence Thomas, black male, right? Look at Ben Carson, black male. The black black part doesn't save those guys. It's the conservative male component that assigns them to a Democrat death row accusation. I mean, you're on the Democrats' death row. Ginsburg, gosh, what a loser. Can't this woman just simply shut up? So she comes out right before the hearing and she goes speaking about the Me Too movement. I gotta tell you, I can't even describe how inappropriate this hag's comments in speaking to the Me Too movement during this, demo- this hearing process is. Grassley rebukes just this morning, Wednesday morning, Senator Coons from Delaware. Because this guy is out contending... I mean, this is just unbelievable what Democrats do, what, what he's contending here. That... Uh, that there is a tabloid-worthy accusations that have come out unvetted, unverified, sources unknown. Nobody knows Jack Diddley about this, but this Democrat is saying these allegations to a Democrat, remember what I said before, accusations, me equals proof, need to be investigated. More when we come back. Don't go away. i got so much to try to fit in, in these last few minutes. We'll be right back. Rob Walter, Red Sky Radio. Hi, this is Rob Walder, and I want you to know that we have officially moved our real estate services to Arizona. We focus on helping people with the sale or purchase of their commercial or investment real estate. And in addition, I bring 30 years of my California legal and tax experience to the table to help support those new clients with the intricacies of buying and selling of their commercial and investment real estate. Contact me, Rob Walder, at info at Radio. Dot net. You will not find us on Facebook. No, not now, not ever. Contact me, Rob Walter, at info at redskyradio.net. Okay, this is Rob Walter back with Red Sky Radio KC. Okay, so Democrat Coons, Demon Crap Coons, uh senator from Delaware, suggested to Grassley that it needs to be investigated that there is an allegation, a serious allegation, uncorroborated, unvetted, the person hasn't released their name, no sources, nothing. This is just tabloid crapola, which the demoncrats are throwing up now, saying that a person, there's a person who alleges that they once witnessed a very salacious party at a house owned by Judge Kavanaugh's undergraduate fraternity. Notice the words "owned by Judge Kavanaugh's undergraduate fraternity." All you hear is "owned by Judge Kavanaugh." Come on! I was a Delta, Todd Delta. I was a Delta at the University of Michigan. Yeah, was it? Was a fraternity owned by the fraternity house owned by the fraternity? Yeah, but don't tell me that it was a house owned by Rob Walters undergraduate fraternity. It makes the whole way the statement is presented is to make Kavanaugh part of the ownership, and therefore part of what went on. A salacious party. Look it up. It means sleazy, lewd, lascivious. The supposedly they supposedly there was a, a stripper hired. So he's proposing that someone search Kavanaugh's calendars now to determine whether he attended a frat party at some point, at some point in 1987 or 1988 to see if he was there. That's it. Guess what? He was at the house probably because Coons, you jerk, he lived there. Was Rob Walder present at the fraternity house that did this and such? Probably because it's where I live, it's where I ate, it's where I slept, it's where I got my mail. Did I participate in everything that went on by a bunch of, of, of fraternity brothers, forty one other fraternity brothers that did this or that? Did I participate in a few things that I'm not particularly proud of? They're not big deals, but but I guess they would be to this committee. But am I guilty because I live there? Let me flip this around. Let me flip this around. Let's suppose that uh, Nancy Pelosi or Dianne Feinstein or Kamala Lyer harris was up for the Supreme Court nomination. So, Miss Harris, let me understand. You're a Democrat, right? Yes, that's how I voted. Okay, you were, however, at the, the Democrat convention which denounced uh, Jerusalem and, uh, se- it sort of separated itself from the nation of Israel. You were there, right? Well, yeah, I was there. You Okay, you were at that convention, right? And you're a Democrat that took God out of the Democrat platform before Anthony Villa Ragosa rammed it back in by a phony, fake, sham voice vote, right? Look, and you. And you are part of the party. In fact, it's your party that owns the place where this was held or something like that. Would that ever happen? No, because no Republican is that stupid to stoop so low to something so... So ridiculous and asinine, but asininity is one of the defining characteristics of the Democrat Party, not to be left out by this cartoonist, loosely so-called, that now is mocking Kavanaugh's 10-year-old daughter. Shows her kneeling by her bed. Says, she says, Dear God, forgive my angry, lying, alcoholic father for sexually assaulting Dr. Ford. I, my gosh, I I will tell you, I would hope if you are a Democrat, number one, you aren't anymore, but on your way out, could you not shoot a few of your fellow travelers in the rear end? I mean that metaphorically. I don't mean that I'm I'm encouraging physical violence with a gun. That's 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 a metaphor. Shoot it. You got shot in the rear end on the way out. It's a metaphor. I use it all the time. Don't mistake this. But my gosh, when when does civility return here? And and so Kavanaugh says, "quote I, I'm not questioning that Dr. Ford may have been sexually assaulted by some person in some place at some time. But I've never done this to her or anyone. That's not who I am. It's not who I was. I am innocent of this charge. I intend no ill will to Dr. Ford and her family. The other night, Ashley and my daughter Liz said their prayers. Little Liza said, uh, at 10 years old, said to Ashley, we should pray for the woman. Now there's a lot of wisdom in all that. So this jackass, and I'm being kind, folks. When he attacks a 10-year-old for praying, they don't know, the man is righteously angry, so she forgive my angry. Look, should we forgive this jackass is lying and making fun of and attacking a 10-year-old? Look. Now the accusation lawyers are coming out with this. They quote say, quote, We fear the FBI is not doing its job. End quote. No, you don't fear the FBI is not doing your job. What you fear, let me give you the translation of what her lying lawyers say. Quote This is their translation. We're concerned that the FBI is not coming to the conclusion we want. That's their their hope is that the FBI. It's just simply gonna come around to the way of thinking, look, FBI we love you if you're trying to illegally prevent Trump from getting elected, but we hate you if you ever take the side of a Republican. I gotta call you know what, I am not getting to so much. I I, what if I just went for another hour here? I know I don't think I can do that. I gotta pay for it. I don't have the money to go another hour. Anyway, so they send Ricene or Recine, however that is, to what, To, to, to Ted Cruz this week. To uh, the White House, to Mattis. Um, you know what it comes. It, this is what it comes down. Rich Logus said this, and this is this is so true. He said the left has manufactured a right to be believed. Think of it. That is exactly what's happening here. The left has manufactured a right to be believed. I trust that what God said through the mouth of Joseph, he said, uh, What you have intended for evil, God will use for good. I trust that everything the Democrats have said for evil will actually force Democratic legislators not wanting to be embarrassed by their compatriots' behavior.
2: XXX Paradise K280 GL Chico and K283 AR Sour from townhall.com I'm Keith Peters Several news reports say one officer is dead and four other South Carolina law enforcement officers have been shot in Florence County and the suspect is in custody News outlets report sheriff's deputy chief Glenn Kirby confirmed the incident Wednesday Kirby says three Florence County sheriff's deputies and two city officers were shot The Florence County Emergency Management Department tweeted that the active shooting situation is over and the suspect is in custody. Further details not immediately available. Democrats won't be getting that briefing they wanted on the FBI's Kavanaugh report. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has rejected a request from Chuck Schumer to have the FBI brief all senators. McConnell called such a briefing unprecedented and irregular. He added that he believed it would only be used to further delay a final vote, something McConnell added that Democrats have been single-minded in pursuing. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting, barring some unexpected bombshell, that final vote could happen as soon as this weekend. Local authorities are having a hard time determining who should investigate allegations of domestic abuse against Congressman Keith Ellison. A
3: city attorney had asked a county attorney to provide a review of the matter citing a conflict of interest because Ellison's son Jeremiah is on the Minneapolis City Council. But the county attorney wants law enforcement to investigate first. Now the Minneapolis Police Department is saying no because of the same conflict of interest. State Democratic officials had asked law enforcement to investigate after their attorney with links to the party found the allegations unsubstantiated this past summer Ellison's ex-girlfriend of several years Karen Monahan had alleged physical and verbal abuse from an incident dating to 2016 Ellison has denied the allegations the Minneapolis Police Department is talking with other agencies in order to refer the case George Bonzani reporting
2: On Wall Street the Dow by 54 points the Nasdaq rose 25 the S&P advanced 2 oil up a dollar 18 to close at $76.41 cents a barrel More on these stories at